want to make a podcast spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free it's called spotify for podcasters and here's how it works spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer so no matter what your setup is like you can start creating today then you can distribute your podcast to spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard video podcasts are also available on spotify and when you want to take conversations with your family to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. That's the sound of switching your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling. Harness the best converting checkout and same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Stop leaving sales on the table. Discover why millions trust Shopify to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech 23. I started walking across the street. I feel something hit me on my right side. The next thing I know is I'm just underneath the bus and it's like literally dragging me underneath. And I hate that I even have this thought, but there was times where I was like, I wish I was didn't make it because it was just so painful. And I was like, how am I going to live every day in this pain? You survived something that you shouldn't have survived. Like that's a gift in itself. Like someone was looking out for you that day. Someone was like there with you and you survived for a reason. So now you have to go do everything that you want to do and live your life to be the fullest. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to 8020. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. I'm here today recording in Spotify Studios in LA with Nilu. Nilu, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Hi, I'm so excited. I'm so pumped to have you here. I'm very, very excited to be here. And also we were just talking about how like the way we connected, everything aligned how, aligned how we needed so it perfectly. to be and it was so perfect. So perfect. Because I was saying I don't really check stories that often. I, I'm trying to be better about just not like scrolling or like. Which is a great habit to have. Yeah, mindlessly <laughs> being on social. So I just kind of avoid stories sometimes. But every now and then I'll just like start clicking away and I saw that you were going to be in town it was like we had just followed each other too and so it just worked out so perfectly because I was like I'm just gonna reach out to her like and I'm so happy that you did because I feel like most people don't most people don't like I mean I'm not one to ask to network ever I'm so introverted and I just like I just like had this thing where I was like you know I just need to put the call out I need to ask people if they're gonna be you know if they want to connect when I'm in LA and I'm so happy that you swiped up and you did because I feel like most people usually don't you know no I think I want to start doing that when I go to other cities like just reaching out to people and be like especially with a podcast it's such like an easy way to like connect with someone and network with someone and just get a conversation and have that episode to record too and have that so it's just a good way to do it so you've inspired me yeah I was gonna say you've actually inspired me in a couple ways oh really okay wait (laughs) I'm gonna tell you the other thing okay I I don't know if you still do this but I was listening to one of your episodes where you talked about the time you upload your episode yes which is well it was a angel number 444 okay and 333 is my angel number so I was like should I start doing 333 yeah you should because like 
I just thought that was so cute, and I love that you do that. Oh, okay. Wait, I love that. Yeah, do three, three, three. And okay. then it's it's kind of fun because you know, I mean, no one really notices, right? And you only see the time on, um, I think it's like it's on Apple Podcasts, okay. but or maybe Spotify does it too, but it's like no one <laughs> notices. But it's just like you yeah, know, it's just like a little like tiny yeah, little cute. like micro detail. Um, it's kind of fun. And then we were talking about the other thing was podcast vlogs podcast vlogs let's oh my gosh back. okay well, i don't even know if that was ever a thing but let's bring podcast vlogs let's do podcast vlogs yeah we got coffee before this yeah. which we both decided that we shouldn't have done because we, we talked a we little bit have, too yeah. much we should have sh- saved it for the podcast i know um but we were both talking about you know just like internet careers and everything so far and i guess maybe for the listeners who don't know maybe mm-hmm. give just like a little bit of background on your podcast journey yeah. so far and then i definitely want to talk about podcast vlogs because i love that idea okay um for those of you guys who don't know me, <laughs> I'm Nilu, but I have just been in social media and the creator space probably for the last like six years on both like brand side and like the influencer side. But I had started the first podcast I had was called One Drink In and I had started it back in 2020 when I was living in Chicago during the pandemic. Um, and it was honestly just as kind of like a COVID quarantine project. We weren't really going out. Um, I had just made a new friend in Chicago and we're like, let's do this podcast together and kind of created a community around the idea that it's really hard to make new girlfriends in your 20s after college, especially during that time of your life of like quarantine. And so we kind of created that community and built our podcast off of that. Eventually that (laughs) didn't work out between the two of us. And so we kind of went on our own different paths and journeys. But since I was just always really, really passionate about podcasting and like content creation and just being on that side of things, I started to just kind of transition the podcast into something a little bit more in alignment with where I was going in my life. I'd started it in my mid-20s, and as I'm getting into my late 20s, I was like, okay, don't really align with some of the things that we used to talk about, which was a lot more like hookup culture, dating, sex, partying, things that I just was kind of getting away from as you do when you get older. And so then my new podcast, it's called Order and Chaos. It's all about finding balance, which is why I also loved 8020 because it's kind of the same, like, we just have a lot same of, vibe, yeah, we, we're on the yeah. same, like, wavelength. Yeah. But so kind of similar in that sense of just finding balance in your everyday life and the chaos that there is. Like, for me, I'm someone who grew up in chaos. And so I've always found it almost like to be more comfortable when things mm, are a little bit okay. off and crazy. And so I've had to do a lot of work to kind of find the order. And so that's kind of like where the name came from. I love it. So I was going to ask you about the name too. Mm -hmm. That's so fun. Okay. So then for podcast vlogs. Okay. Order in chaos. (laughs) Yeah. So because we were talking about how we, I love the creation of the vlog. Like I love documenting. I've always loved documenting things. Have you vlogged much at all? (sighs) I'll do TikTok vlogs all day long. But when it comes to YouTube vlogs, I've done some in the past and I love the process. But it's like. Then it gets to the actual like uploading and I don't have like a big YouTube channel. So I also feel like that's part of it where I'm like, who's actually going to see this? But then I just tell myself. And if you're someone who has ever wanted to create or post or whatever, but you feel like you don't have an audience or you're like nervous about it, just take that aspect out of it and just think about the fact that you're going to have this to look back at back on when you're older and you're if you want to have kids or whatever, like your kids can see it. And like Mm -hmm. you just have these memories documented. So just think of it as like that and not getting bogged down on the whole like views and likes and comments and all that stuff so that was like one thing that I feel like I need to work on but I was like a really good transition would be just doing podcast vlogs and putting the vlogs onto the podcast platform because 
and having it live in one place right like having because people are already there Mm -hmm. they're already watching they're already listening and Spotify makes it easy. I feel like this is going to be like a Spotify for podcasters <laughs> Shout out app. Spotify. Shout out Spotify. We Spotify for <laughs> podcasters. Um, no, but we d- it's literally the easiest podcast yeah. platform. And the fact that video is integrated right away. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that, I, so I started doing video uh, probably two months ago. And I had a friend text me and was like, how did you do this? Same. You're, you're playing on my Spotify right now why (laughs) I was like well it's easy and then I have friends that are on big huge networks and they They want to do video and they can't do video on Spotify they could post on YouTube but they can't do video on Spotify because the network owns everything and they distribute like differently I had a call with a network and the one thing that was like that I was turned off by was the fact that they their platform that they they don't use Spotify for podcasters whatever they use I don't remember what it was but I was like well then you can't do videos right and they're like yeah and I was like well I just like love that part of it even if it's not necessarily the like it's not fully there yet with everyone on board with it yet like I feel like that's the direction it's gonna go in so I'd rather be like I'm like I'm not gonna go back to something that is gonna yeah why would I take away from the features that I can use now so I was like "Mm, no yeah (laughs) I have a friend who um she has a podcast and um, she's literally the best. I love her show and she's on a network and she basically, cause I, I visited her and I told her all about Spotify for podcasters <laughs> and she was like, okay, so I'm going to call my network, like call them the next day. And was like, like, I want to put video on, cause she already mm-hmm. records, she posts everything on YouTube and they told her no. I had a friend in the same thing because she was like, I just see where this is going and I want to be part of it. Podcast blog. Podcast <laughs> We're blog. We're going to make it a thing. Yeah. Shout out. We'll give credit where credit is due. Alex Cooper. Alex Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, queen of podcasts. Uh, that's definitely where the yeah. info came from. But. but like her little, what did she do? Like Italy? She did Italy. She did like, I think Chicago maybe and Boston. Like I love Does she create on a mic? Yeah. I don't know if I'm extroverted enough to do that. Yeah. There's like a certain personality. And I think that's just also with YouTube. Like there, yeah. there was like that certain personality that you can tell when there's like a YouTube like they're just on they are and but i think now it's kind of gotten to the point where people are like you don't have to be this crazy obnoxious personality like you can just be because for a while i was like well if i'm like more monotoned or like low-key is that gonna be like not as attention grabbing like is that not gonna do as well but i feel like people relate to that still in a way that's you know like i don't relate to that certain youtube personalities either so yeah i'm not like a very like crazy um how do I think of like theatrical like dramatic yeah. yeah I'm definitely more low-key and when I vlogged one of like some of the feedback that I would get was oh your vlogs are so peaceful yeah I, like, I love that thank you <laughs> like yeah. even if I'm you know doing something that seems a little I don't know I'm, I don't know I, I don't really do crazy shit anyway, did you start vlogging in college I started my senior year of high school <sighs> I'm so I love that and I wish I had knew but it was that. like I, I don't know it was like such a weird so I guess that was like 2016 or 2017 um but it was still kind of weird to do that Mm -hmm. and so like people were kind of like judgy and I had like someone played my videos at a party in high school like in a mean way or like a oh yeah in like a haha look at her were you there uh no but I saw snapchats yeah but now look at you. But these are the same people <laughs> that are swiping up on my Instagram. Yeah. So like, that's that's so cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good trip. And I'm like, okay. But that's the thing. If you're doing something that people think is weird and think is not normal, you're probably doing something that's right. You know what I mean? Because if it felt very 
like if it was normal at the time you probably weren't doing anything that was going to be groundbreaking so it's like true you have to be doing things that are a little bit out of the box and some people might look at you and think that's strange and weird but I think it's the hard part is canceling out that noise in those voices and being like it doesn't matter what their opinions are I don't need validation from anyone else that's like the challenge is yeah. not caring absolutely or like how you walked into blue bottle and you're like okay i'm gonna take like a tiktok <laughs> vlog like i'm scared to take <sighs> pictures like in public which i need to get over i i still have phases like moments where i'm like okay i can i'm like this is not the time and then there's other times where i'm like walking down the street i'm like i don't care okay guys <laughs> yeah also people aren't looking that's right. what, I need that's to get what over. i've noticed no i'm like no one's looking and even because i've done tripods in public before and it's like it kills my soul it's so (laughs) cringe one time I had to do it this was I don't know how I had the courage to do this I was doing a like a sponsored brand deal with Bumble for an event and I had to pre-promote the event and so I went to the bar that it was going to be like happening at and I had to post it that day like I had to get this picture and I had no one else that would go with me and so I brought my tripod to the bar and it was so embarrassing like I literally set it up and I just like was it during the day or was it during like bar hours no it was like during the day it was like a rooftop bar so it was like okay but the thing is like no one even thought like no one even thought it was weird like a guy came up to me trying to get my number i was like wait, wait that's I'm, like, cool. I'm like are you not seeing what i'm doing this is so <laughs> embarrassing maybe and like, like go girl like girl boss thing yeah like i just don't think people care because it's like if maybe they'll think about it for a second and then they go on with their day yeah like, or they're like oh get it girl like what's your get, instagram yeah you know that's get what it. i think if i see someone taking pictures in public i'm like go girl like yeah i used to like cringe so hard when i had to if i had to do like a brand deal or something and be like this is so embarrassing but now i'm like no get your bag <laughs> like literally so do you are you a full-time content creator <sighs> okay so i i'm not a full-time content creator for myself but my like full-time thing is social media strategy content production and i work with other people okay so i work with other like influencers and i help them with strategy editing and content creation love it and then i obviously do it for myself too but i I don't make my full amount of money through just myself. So what's your favorite part about working with other influencers? I think it's just, for me, the people that I work with at this point, they have really cool opportunities that I'm able to go with on. And so it's put me in rooms and Mm, given me opportunities I don't think I would have gotten on my own as like a smaller creator. And so I think that's like just been one of the coolest things. There's certain ones that I'm just like, like pinch me moments where I'm like I cannot believe I'm here like for example I work with a celebrity stylist in LA and she's like the celebrity stylist out here and she was doing a BCBG campaign and like younger me would have never believed like I used to wear BCBG been like homecoming Mm -hmm. and prom and I'm like I'm at their photo shoot and I'm like doing the BTS content for this and like all that stuff and I it was just like pinch me moments like that where I'm like wow I'm really doing all the things that I had like once manifested and dreamed of doing and so I think that for me was probably like the coolest part of it. Take me back to college, you. Oh my God. What, what <laughs> it was crazy. What, <laughs> what were you kind of, what was your, I guess, trajectory? What were you studying? Yeah. What were you, you know, dreaming about? Okay. So I, I always knew since high school that I was interested in like PR and at the time, social media wasn't a thing, so it was, like, PR and magazine, 
like print magazine editorial type stuff like that was always just something that I like wanted to do like I remember being little and like me and my sisters and my cousins would make our own magazines like we would like always in that space and so then once I went to college I was a communications major which is like the easiest major but I was too yeah. I, but it was like what yeah. I knew I was like this is the major that I need to do to get in that path yeah, because absolutely. I was obsessed with I don't know if you know who Kelly Catron is but she was like a PR lady in back in the day the Hills era I'm a little bit older so <laughs> but anyway so I just always like kind of like looked at what she was doing and whatever so I did communications and I was just crazy in college like I was party girl like I did not have like I was not someone who's like super focused on goals and like career and all that stuff like I had internships I had really good like marketing internships but I was also like way more in like I was wrapped up in the college lifestyle and so then once I graduated I like didn't really have anything lined up and I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I ended up in <laughs> healthcare tech and like really yeah that was like okay. the job that I was in after college and I was just I liked it like it was a really great company it was like a very much like startup vibe and I really loved doing it but it wasn't what I was like passionate about like it wasn't what I had always dreamed of but I was just like eh, it works mm -hmm. I'm paid decent for like yeah. out of college and I'm you know everything's good and then I had a very very crazy accident I, it's like a whole thing we can get into do you, it do you want to get into it we can't okay. I feel bad because I'm like I've talked about it so much that people are probably like shut the fuck up about your accident <laughs> but so basically when I was I walked to work every day at the job I had and when I was walking to work I was crossing the street and I got hit by a bus like walking Holy shit. and yeah it was it was a very very crazy experience and so I basically went right into emergency surgery and at that point everything had changed for me like I had spinal fractures my pelvis was fractured I had to do a spinal fusion there was like moments where we didn't know like what my recovery was going to look like and so I was in the hospital probably a month and then uh, when I eventually was able to leave the hospital I was in a wheelchair and so at that point like I was just in recovery like I wasn't working at all but I was so lucky like this is why I like the company I worked for everything happens for a reason but the healthcare company that I worked for obviously because they're in healthcare they like they were so supportive of everything and they really took care of me I was on I think it was short-term disability is what they call it and so I was getting paid even though I wasn't working because wow, okay. I was just I was like I mean I couldn't really work I was on yeah. so many like painkillers medications and I was just in physical therapy basically but I did have a lot of downtime and that's like when I got into listening to podcasts actually and so I became like obsessed with the skinny confidential that was like the first him and her podcast that I would like listen to and I just like learned so much about social media and marketing through their podcast and so I started like youtubing and googling and just learning as much as I could about social media and I was like I think I can do this like I think that I can like do this for brands and I was like that's when I was like I want to start doing social media marketing for brands and businesses but I was like well I have no like I have nothing on my resume so how am I going to show that and so then I was like I'll just do it for myself I'll build up myself for a little bit and then I can pitch myself in that way and like show what I can do so I learned as much as I could did it for myself for a little bit and then eventually started working with like some small local brands and businesses eventually I went back to work to the healthcare tech company but I was part-time at first just because of the recovery and then eventually went full-time and I just remember being like I cannot sit at this desk and work a nine-to-five job mm. like I didn't just go through everything I went through to do something that like doesn't isn't my passion and so I was like how do I get out of this like I ha like I need to get out of this so then I just like leaned into the social media thing but when I quit my job I still wasn't making enough money 
social media wise to like really just do that full time. So I picked up a job. I think it was I was probably 24, 25 at the time. I had a college degree. I was working at an amazing company and I left it to go work as a host at a restaurant. And I remember people thought I was like crazy. They were like, you're going to go be a host at like this bar slash nightclub restaurant. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it gives you flexibility yes. to do what you want to do. And I was like, I yeah. can work at night and make decent money. Yeah. And during the day, I can work on social media and like build this business and brand that I want to do. And so I just did that for a little bit. And then eventually I also in my head, I was like this, the restaurant that was opening, I was like, they're going to need someone to do their marketing. They're going to need someone to help with social oh, media. So, so thinking. So yeah. two weeks in, they were like, we need to find a marketing, like social media person. I was like, I can do it. And like, they're already seeing my Instagram and stuff. So they're like, oh, she gets it. Like she can do it. So I did it for them for a while. So that was like my first like job in social media. And then I just leveraged that to like my next job and my next job. And eventually it got me to LA and I was at the time I had been working at Fanjoy they are like a I don't know if you've heard of them they do merch for content creators and influencers and YouTubers like all that so I was in that space again and I was just like this is my dream job I'm working social media I'm working with content creators I'm doing YouTube videos I'm doing production like I was doing everything I had dreamed of and so that was like a big moment for me of like you really like everything when I was younger that I wanted like was coming into fruition and so it was a process and it was like long it wasn't like easy there was a lot of nights where I wasn't sleeping and I was you know working multiple jobs and kind of was like making it work until it did and then eventually I left and just did freelance social media consulting and strategy for like the few people I work with and then just focusing on myself now so here we are. What a crazy! I know that was so wild, long. I'm sorry. Right? No, no, no. We we've got time. I'm okay, like so I always feel bad when I like talk so much. No, you're no, you're good. That's that's what this is all about. <laughs> I talk all the time, so like my listeners always hear my voice. So like I'm I'm so happy that you're here. I want to backpedal a little bit to your accident. Mm-hmm. So you got hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah, we kind of breezed over that. Yeah, we kind of breezed over that one. If you're comfortable with it, yeah. Kind of walk so, me so through what those first couple maybe like moments were Mm -hmm. like yeah so it's crazy because this is the other thing that I'm so I really think the universe works in a weird way and I'm so spiritual now because of that I was always a little bit before but after that it was like next level I was running late that morning to work too I remember I was getting ready Abercrombie's headquartered in Columbus the boy that I had like the biggest crush on was going to this um charity event that night at Abercrombie because that's where he worked at their headquarters so I was going to that event and I was like I had laid out my outfit on my bed like different options so that like right after work I could come home and change like all these things so I was like a little bit late in the morning because I was like trying to get all these things ready and then I remember when I started to walk to work I was like fuck I'm gonna be late for work like and I texted my coworker. I was like oh I missed the bus to get there because there was like a shuttle that took us from where I lived and I was like I'm gonna have to walk and I'm gonna be late and so like the timing of me stepping into the street and the bus hitting me like all of those things had to align in some weird way for that timing to happen like it was just it was just crazy and so I started walking across the street hit I feel something hit me on my right side the next thing I know is I'm just underneath the bus and it's like literally dragging me underneath and I was a little bit in shock like I couldn't fully process what was happening like I didn't really believe that I was like underneath a bus like I was just like this cannot be happening but then I was also like I'm gonna die like it was kind of this we- it was I don't even know how to explain it but it's like this mix of like 
this is can't be happening I'm gonna die like this is it and so finally the bus stopped and I was still in shock so I didn't feel any pain at that point you're just kind of like processing what the fuck just happened and I remember being like I don't have time for this like I have to go to this event tonight like how am I gonna get <laughs> like I just I literally was like I don't have I, time for this I was like am I gonna have to like go in a wheelchair or crutches like how am I gonna get there <laughs> like I just like I couldn't process the fact that like I'm not going to this event anymore and like your life is gonna change and so it was like that type of like shock you're just in and it's also you're in fight or flight so for me I was just like all right what's going on in your body like what can you feel can you feel like these parts of your body like are you paralyzed like just kind of like running through it and then I started hearing people around the bus kind of talking to me because I was still underneath it and just like letting me know help was coming and everything and I just remember being like is there blood like do you guys see blood like it was crazy that I was like able to have these like full conversations like I remember like walking through someone to like unlock my phone and call my roommate and it happened right outside of my apartment like my balcony like if my roommate had gone outside and like looked over the balcony it would be like you would see it and they had heard the they had heard the ambulances everything they just didn't know it was me and so like she left a message for my roommate and then they took me to the hospital the moment that they pulled me out from underneath the bus is when you start I started to feel the pain that's when I was like oh this is real like this is this isn't a joke like your this is your life right now and so they flipped me over onto the stretcher and I just felt like the worst pain that I've ever gone through and they put me into the ambulance and they just start cutting your clothes off and like and it's crazy because like if you had told me this was happening I would have been like oh my god that's so embarrassing but like in the moment you like you don't even think anything yeah, of it like okay. I'm not even thinking about the fact I'm naked in the back of a bus or van or whatever it is with random people like I'm just like save me like you know am I gonna die here they just, you know, take me to the hospital. I go right into testing. They do all their scans, everything, and basically just prep me for surgery. And so at this point, I think my roommates, my roommate had came to the hospital. They didn't know exactly where I was. They had to call a few different hospitals to find out where I was. And then once they had called, the hospital wouldn't give them information about if I was alive, if I was okay, like anything. All they could say was that I was checked in there because they're not family. They can't like release that information I guess and so they had like no idea what to tell my parents either and so finally my friend's mom had to come to the hospital and she was the one who was like we have like her parents are coming from Chicago they're not gonna be here for like hours we need to know something like we have to tell them something and so they're like she's she's alive like she's she has to go into surgery like she's in really like bad condition we can have two of you guys go back there and talk to her so she's like a familiar face before she goes into surgery I didn't know this until like way later like my friends had told me like almost like two years ago they had told me this and this had happened six years ago and so they had told me that when they came to talk to me like I was just like covered head or up to my neck and my one friend she was like you look squished (laughs) I know she was like you're little already but you literally looked so squished and so they were like one friend had to walk out she like couldn't Mm. because they were like you can't show motion like you have to you just have to like talk to her like nothing's wrong and like calm her down and my one friend said that I just kept looking at her and I was like am I am I gonna like die and she's like no and then she's Do like Do you remember like talking I don't remember this, this part no okay. yeah I think I was just way too drugged up at this point mm-hmm. but then I guess I looked at her and I was like am I gonna ever walk again and she like couldn't answer me because they didn't know at that point with where my spinal fractures were in um because they were so close to my spinal cord and 
until I had the fusion. They weren't really sure mm. how the surgery was going to go. So I just, like, remember when I first went into surgery being, like, this was also my first surgery I've ever had in my life. Like, I had never been in that position before. And to have it, like, unplanned, like, I didn't know who the doctors were. I don't know what the process, like, procedures were. Like, I had no idea what was going on. And I was just, like, signing off on things, being, like, okay, do it. Like, I had no idea what I was going to wake up to. And for me to wake up and not be paralyzed and, like, them saying, like, you'll walk again was the most, like, it's just such a crazy experience of going, like, I don't know what's going to happen when I wake up. And then being, like, it's going to be a journey, but you'll be okay. And it's made me so just grateful for every single day that I have now. Like, every little thing that I am able to do, I really am like, wow, like, I am so lucky. Like, I don't take it for granted at all. And I just, I mean, it was the hardest thing that I've ever gone through. But it's completely changed the way that I act and my perspective and how I view the world. And I I know this is probably a little bit of a trauma response. But to me, I'm like, I wouldn't change that experience because it's, shaped who I am now and like I don't know who I would have been before that but I think a lot of people who have like deep-rooted trauma like that we kind of all say that like we're all like we wouldn't change it but it's like um there's times where I'm like it would be nice if I didn't have PTSD or chronic back pain but you can't change it so you have to kind of accept it and like learn to love that experience because now it's part of my story and it's just you know I got really lucky and I am so grateful for that there were points where people were like, you're being, you're so optimistic. You're so positive. And I was like, I have like moments where things are dark, like where I don't even like, I remember being in the hospital and so much pain being like, and I hate that I even have this thought, but there was times where I was like, I wish I was, didn't make it because it was just so painful. And I was like, how am I going to live every day in this pain? Like when you don't see that light at the end of the tunnel, Mm -hmm. you're just like, how am I going to get through this? But we're, we're so adaptable humans really you can adapt to any situation like I even think because when I was in the wheelchair and I had to like shower and just do like basic because I had to go to occupational therapy to kind of like relearn those skills like getting in and out of the car getting in and out of the shower all those little things how long were you in the wheelchair for September to December I think wow okay but the first two weeks completely just horizontal in a hospital bed and then the second two weeks in a rehab hospital but I think it's hard to tell when I was like, I can love this experience. <laughs> it's hard to say that, that I love that experience. But I think the first year is like kind of crazy just because of how much medication I was on that like I, there's parts of it I don't even really remember. Um, I think once I was able to just kind of like accept that this is like my life and that like this experience is always going to live inside me and that it's something I'm always going to have to work on. I just kind of was like, at the end of the the day, like, you survived something that you shouldn't have survived. Like, that's a gift in itself. Like, someone was looking out for you that day. Like, whatever you believe in, like, someone was, like, there with you, and you survived for a reason. So now you have to go do everything that you want to do and live your life to be the fullest. And so I think, like, that just, like, perspective shift has made me, like, be able to, like, love and appreciate the hard shit that I went through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But... It was crazy. Dad, that is an insane story. Yeah. And so you, you're fully recovered now. I, yeah. So all my like surgeries and everything, the, I had probably like the first two years was like my true like recovery. I would say like fully recovered. Yes. Do I have like 
chronic back pain that I'm always going to have to deal with? Yes. Are there certain things that have lasted me a little bit longer, like permanent damage that I'm always going to kind of have to learn to work with? I mean, I walk and I do everything normally. Like you would never know. Like I, you know, I still can go hiking and go to workout classes and I'm physically able to do everything that I'd once done. Um, mentally it's like a struggle like I I realize I'm always going to just have to work on my mental health now and so it's kind of like a yes I'm recovered but like I'm I feel like I'm always in recovery kind of so I mean I don't know like I I think that maybe one day there'll be a time where I'm like at peace and everything but for now I'm still like just trying to heal and like recover and understand and process you know that whole experience and what it means for me now and I remember I talked with a therapist when it happened when I was still in the rehab hospital and he was like and at the time it didn't hit me as hard as it does now where he was like you are gonna always ask yourself like why me Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like why did this happen to me but like why did I live and like why did I survive I'm gonna get like choked up from it I'm getting chills I know and when he said that I don't think it like I don't think I understood how like deep of a question that was because now it's like why me and like what is my purpose and like what what am I living for and like why did I survive and so I don't know it's just something that I think I'm always going to explore and I haven't found that answer yet but I'm hoping I get there (laughs) I feel like it's one of those things that like I don't know we'll just go really deep right now but like like, no 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 you're fine anytime I talk with friends we go so deep all of a sudden and it's like we're talking about like coffee and then all of a sudden it's like so what's the purpose of life yeah um which is great um that's just like how I roll (laughs) um but yeah no I I feel like that's something that you'll always kind of wonder until like you know I don't forever yeah because I feel like you have like little tiny purposes in everyone's like in everyone else's life Mm -hmm. you know like you could be you know in a coffee shop and you just have like a small conversation with the barista that maybe like makes their day or changes their life in some capacity or something and like you'll never know until you just like continue to go through everyone else's lives and like I, I don't know, but yeah, wow, mm. holy shit. Do you feel like you, I mean, you're a few years younger than me, but do you feel like you've found what your purpose is yet, or like, how's that journey been for you? I don't know. Because I feel like that's kind of everyone's journey in life, is like, what's my purpose? Like, everyone gets to that point where they're like, what's the point? What's, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. For most people, at least, at least, but I don't no, know. No, I mean, I, I ask myself that all the time. And, like, I think the podcast is one branch of that. Yeah. But I don't think it's, like, the end-all, be-all. Do you know, um, her name's Madison. She's a soul cycle instructor. She came on the podcast. I don't know if you know who she is. I feel, I don't do, (laughs) I'm not, like, a cycle girl, but I feel like I've heard. She's in Boston. Yeah. She's also got a podcast. Okay. We talked about this earlier, but, like, when you you see see a cover, cover, you know who it (laughs) is. You're like, okay, got it. Um, But she uh, presents this idea of something called the knock, Mm -hmm. and it's, I think that's what she calls it, but it's basically when people in your life or strangers even point out things that you're good at kind of like it's knocking on your door and maybe it's not called a knock I don't know I could be totally butchering <laughs> this she'll probably mess no it sounds like, good though yeah it doesn't I good. like the knock and um it's basically when you know you don't necessarily see what your purpose is but the mm-hmm. people around you do and it's really easy for people to identify that like have you ever written a bio for yourself it's the hardest thing I'm to like, do I can't even write my you should see my <laughs> podcast bio because it doesn't exist no it's hard it's yeah. so hard because then it's like well what's my purpose like right now but it, yeah. a, lot, a lot of times people around you can tell tell you better than you can tell yourself yeah if that kind of makes sense um but I had a friend tell me 
she's a nurse and she uh, eventually hopefully wants to go into um, be a midwife or mm-hmm. um, I guess she has to be a nurse practitioner and then, then a midwife um, but I always thought like being a doula would be cool oh yeah. like I don't know why but like for some reason childbirth intrigues me yeah and um and I mean that's a beautiful thing like it's yes, literally creating a life it I, I find it so like intriguing yeah, yeah. and um and she was like, okay, well, you should be a doula. Like, I feel like you've got, like, good energy. But that's always, like, one little thing that was, like, in the back of my mind. But I never told her that. And so she was talking about being a midwife. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. She goes, I feel like you'd be a good doula. And I was like, wait, but how would you know that? Like, I, like, thought about that briefly. That's And then kind of, like, brushed it away. But um, I don't know. So maybe, like, when you're, you know, just going throughout your daily life and people, like, identify strengths in you that mm-hmm. maybe you don't see or maybe you've briefly thought of but never thought to tell yourself that you are those things. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. I think it's also, like, because obviously you have the podcast and you're in the creator space too, but the fact that you want to do something that's also so different from that is cool because at times I feel like we're put in these boxes where, like, you can only yeah. do one thing. And it's, like, a lot of us have, like, multiple passions and things that we're interested in. And it's, I think it's okay to like explore all those different things. Like you might as well give everything that you think about a try to just see what happens at least. Yeah. And I think too, like in the creator space, like a lot of people are just content creators Mm -hmm. or they're just influencers. And I feel like I'd get bored. Yeah. Like because you, you know, do marketing and social. I couldn't do it if it was like my, and I also, I think the mental health aspect of being, oh my gosh, everything being based on just you. That was like the reason I was like, I loved having like a full-time job because that was still in the industry because I got to do the things I loved, but it wasn't all about me. And I I didn't have this pressure of like, I have to post every day. I have to show up every day for. And make my own life look so interesting for other people. Now it's like, I can kind of post when I want to and create when I want to and not feel like I have to like sell and make money off of this off my platform you know yeah so that was like the part that I liked having kind of the freedom to do multiple things so outside of creating and outside of marketing and doing all things like in this space what do you like to do okay so I there's a few things that I'm like I love ice skating I'm really big on adult hobbies I think everyone should have an adult hobby because it just brings you so much joy that you like something that has no other purpose besides giving you joy and giving you like a feeling of accomplishment and just helps with your self-confidence like it also gives you something that you can talk about like I always say like if you're going on a first date and you are and someone's like what do you like to do and you say like you have nothing to say it's like yeah yeah, like work going out drinking like you and then it's like oh all of a sudden you're more interesting because you have these things that you're you like to do and when I meet people who have like passions and interests and hobbies I'm like so much more drawn to them I think that's so cool and so ice skating was like a big one for me that was like a little bit more inner child healing work too because I did it when I was younger and then I stopped for years so I was like I'm just gonna pick it up again so adult hobbies I think are huge I love thrifting I just love finding like especially like goodwill and like finding something really cheap that's like a good find love that feeling and then I am really into Pilates and I don't know if you do LaGree or Pilates at all. A little bit. Okay. But tell me more because I want to get into it. Okay. So I, <laughs> this is like probably a little bit of a hot take. There's LaGree and there's Pilates. I never really knew the difference for a while. I was doing both, but I just kind of like, they're two different machines. It's two very different methods, but I just kind of thought it was all Pilates because most people call both Pilates. And so I signed up to do my teacher training at a studio in LA that's name has Pilates in it and I was like I'm getting my Pilates teacher training blah 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 and then I go and I'm like realizing like wait I think this is 
Legree. Like I start learning more about Legree and I'm like, this is definitely Legree style. And then I realized like, it's actually really painful for my body. For, like for someone with a spinal fusion, Legree, I would not, like if you have back pain, lower back issues, it's not. Are they both on a reformer? Yes, but they're different types of reformer. There's okay. a mega reformer and then there's a, like a true reformer. Pilates is much more like gentle. It's like about um, mind, breath, connection. Legree is a little bit more like hit style. It's a little bit more intense. It's almost like more boot camp. Um, Would solid core fall? Yes, that that's Legree. Okay. And I used to, l- I love, I used to love solid core, but I started to realize like my body kind of like hurts when I do these because yeah. you're kind of more on your Pilates. You're more on your back. Legree, you're kind of like on your, I don't know, plank style. Yeah. And so it just was like putting a lot more pressure on me. And I was like, I don't think I like this. So I did the te- teacher training, which isn't super cheap. And then at the end of it, she was like, um, like, do you want to like continue doing it? I was like, no, <laughs> like, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, I learned I don't like this. So that was like one thing I was like, I wish I would have done a little bit more research mm-hmm. and realized that I wanted to do Pilates teacher training and not Legree. So I think eventually maybe I'll go back and do like true Pilates teacher training. Um, Is it transferable or not really? You, so there's also like mat pilates okay and so that style is all kind of like i could still teach like mat pilates and it would basically be similar because i got my group fitness certification too in in that process but it would be like a totally different training just because it's a different machine it's different um movements the style is very different it's just this is the thing if i go to a workout class i want to be like I don't want to be super stressed out. Like I want to just, you know, like I want to leave it feeling refreshed and peaceful and whatever. And so Pilates is just, it does it for me. Legree was just very like, I would be like stressed out during the class and like, I just didn't like it. I didn't like, it's even like most of them are in a dark room. The lights are kind of weird. They're like louder music, yelling. Pilates is much more like that yoga chill. So, okay. So that makes so much sense. So I had a neck injury when I was in high school. Really? What and from? so, um, this is so embarrassing. I passed out in the shower. <gasps> That's scary. Yeah. And so oh kind of similar to, I mean, and I'm fine now, like full recovery. Yeah. Like I got really lucky and I mean, long story short, I have gone to solid core a couple of times and it's just, it hurts. Yeah. And I know it's supposed, to, it's not supposed to feel great. Right. Like you're supposed to kind of get work your ass kicked, it. but like, yeah. But okay, so it's try to make sense for yeah, me. try like a true Pilates, and some places will be called Pilates, and then mm-hmm. you go into Legree style. But if you can find like um, the reformer machine is like, it's just it's also just cute, like more of my aesthetic. Like I was looking at these like Legree machines, I'm like, this is not cute. This is huge. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is bulky. I want something like, you know, n- I don't know, neutral and cute. Yeah. And so I would try Pilates then. Okay. Because Legree is painful to me, and I know other people who've had similar issues with it. Some people love it and it's great for them, but if you have like injuries and stuff, it can be a little straining. But I agree with you. Like if, if you know your vibe, like if you like yeah. being yelled at, if you like, you know, go, go yeah. do those things. Right. But, um, but yeah, if, if you want to just be chill, like yeah. go to a workout because if you don't like it, you're not going to go. And know? I also kind of changed my view on working out, especially after my accident, because my body did change from it. Like it didn't look the same that it did before. And so um I also when I go to work out like I'm not just thinking about the physical changes that are going to happen from the workout like I'm going to it more so for like the mental aspect and then like it's an added bonus that you know my core is getting tighter my butt might be getting bigger whatever it is like those little things are like an added bonus but if you look at your workouts as like okay I'm going to this to get a little bit of uh, relief and kind of like de- de-stress a little bit you kind of just actually enjoy it more and do 
things that are just more mindful and finding like mindful movement versus just like stressful like intense workout but some people like that so it's kind of what you want to do do you think that it helped your relationship with your body more kind of just stepping into this like yeah it did okay. in ways but it also because I, I don't think I ever had like a bad relationship with my body before I was always like fine with it there was things that I wanted to change but it wasn't until like after like I've gotten plastic surgery and I've done like all that stuff and I'm here for the Botox fillers all that stuff I don't whatever care about that um I'm very like open about it but before my accident I didn't think I ever really thought about plastic surgery so that was kind of weird and I think maybe it was because I had surgeries that I suddenly was like I can handle any surgery so yeah. like I can just do whatever and so like I had like a period where I was almost like comfortable getting surgeries and so I was really open to trying things that I hadn't really thought about before and then I was like why am I doing all these things and so I don't think it hurt my body image but it definitely made me kind of view it differently in a way that was like well if there are things that I want to change about it I'm going to because life is so short and I might as well kind of change up my character my avatar however I want it to look and how I like view it in my head like why not just go do it if I have the ability to but then there was a part of it that I sh and this is like kind of the struggle and the balance that I have to find is okay but you don't need to make these physical changes because you should just be grateful for the abilities your body has and so like the fact that you can walk like don't hate on your legs or whatever body part it is because think of the function that it can do for you and how it gets you through the day so if there are t days where I'm like oh I don't like the way I look today I just kind of like go back to that mindset of like okay but what are the functions and abilities that you have and like be grateful for those so that helps with like any body image issues um but yeah I mean I think it's kind of it's something that's like always at least for me like I feel like I'll always kind of have to like accept my body how it is and like this new thing but sometimes it's frustrating because aside from just like the physical appearance like the pain part of it it's like being in pain is like emotionally tolling and so when I have back pain I'm like oh, I hate my back like you know so it's sometimes you get hard on yourself about your body but it's not necessarily about the looks it's like the pain and like the function and so when you don't have those functions you have to just be grateful for the ones you do have are there any little tiny micro habits that you or maybe even like micro like therapies I don't know if that's did I just coin a term I don't know <laughs> but um but even just like I don't know like journaling might be an example just little things that you do for yourself every day to kind of alleviate either physical or kind of that mental, mental yeah pain. this has been like the journey that I've been on like the last year is just what habits can I do to have a better mental headspace and also my physical pain that I go through for me it's like the morning setup and just getting myself started on a good foot really just sets the rest of my day up to look better I am so so lucky that I live on the beach and so that I'm able to go into the ocean and so that has been huge for me just like mentally just being in nature I know it's not accessible to everyone especially if you live somewhere that it gets cold in the winter or whatever I lived in the midwest for years it's only been the last two years that I've had the luxury of having nice weather all year long but for me just being able to get in nature ground myself I go in the sand but if you're able to even just like go in grass like something like that I know it's so like I don't know it's maybe it feels cheesy or corny at times if it's like something new to you but for me it just feels so grounding and beautiful to be able to get into nature so that's the big thing like if I can get into nature in the morning love that 
um, the morning sunlight. I know Andrew Huberman's like a hu- everyone's like obsessed with him and his morning sunlight. But if you can get um, direct sunlight first thing in the morning, I felt like that's helped me with my sleep. I used to be someone who stayed up so late at night. Like I would stay up to like two, three, four sometimes, and like my sleep schedule was so out of whack. When I started doing the um, sun exposure, like the morning light, and sometimes evening, evening's a little bit harder for me to get to, but it helped with my sleep schedule, like just getting on a better pattern. And I think sleep is just a huge one for your mental. So I would say those two, obviously like hydration, those are like my morning three things. And then I will try and do meditation's a little bit hard for me because I have a hard time sitting still, but I think the times when I can do it, oh my God, it's like, I notice such a shift in my mindset. So just even doing a guided one, like on YouTube or something, like finding one that's like 10 minutes long, having that And then when it comes to physical pain, I do, I used to be really good about this. I would go cupping. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just cupping and it basically helps um, massage some of those like deeper muscles that I can't like really get to on my own. That was really beneficial because I try not to take any type of medications for like any of like my mental or physical stuff. I just have always been kind of like weird about medications um, it works great for some people. For me, it just like was never, I just could never find like a good mix. Yeah. And I think I was also probably turned off from the fact that I was on so much at one point mm-hmm. that I was like, went the opposite end. Um, I recently did acupuncture and I didn't realize like how emotional it was going to make me feel. Like it, I was like crying okay. for like three days straight after because it just, there's like stagnant energy in you that it helps let flow and just release. And so that was just, like, something that I think I want to incorporate more often. Where'd you get it done? On your um, it's so funny. It's actually, I did a trade. I helped her with social media. Because <laughs> um, one of the celebrity stylists that I work for, she, her manager was like, uh, do you think you would, like, help my cousin with, like, some social oh, no stuff? Way. I was like, I don't really normally take, like, clients like that, but, like, who are not, like, trying to be on social as much because she's, like, very like small and low key and I was like but if she needs help with like some graphics Mm -hmm. and stuff like I don't mind just helping her like I can do it like it's easy for me and then she was like well I can like give you a session for free and I was like okay like I'm fine with that so we just did a little trade she's in LA but she's like referral based only but I don't know how many locations they have but I think Tia have you heard of Tia Mm -hmm. they're like a um, women's clinic I think okay and so they have like all the services with like gynecologists and all that stuff but I think they offer cupping and acupuncture and I think it's reasonably priced like I want to say the cupping was $30 and I know some people like they have it on their insurance now like yeah insurance um if you're on class pass I would look on class pass yeah because that's the thing like people talk about all these habits and tricks to do but a lot of it is really expensive like it isn't accessible to everyone not everyone can afford to do all these wellness things so that's why I say like the things that I like getting sunlight, going in nature, drinking water, meditation, those are all free. Like you can Mm -hmm. do those in your room or outside your house, whatever. So I think finding things that are affordable, if you can't afford some of the more like luxury wellness things. And then for me, I don't really spend a lot of money on designer stuff or like, I don't care about that stuff as much. I would (laughs) like, I don't, it's just never been like my thing. I would rather spend that on wellness and those treatments so that's like kind of where I splurge a little bit when I want to like treat myself and in my head I'm like if it's going to be beneficial for my mental health it's worth it to me and 
I think I sometimes will look at like, okay, how much do I spend if I was to go out on a night like Ubers, drinks, if I use that same amount of money towards something that's actually beneficial for me, I can kind of like rationalize it a little bit better. But yeah, absolutely. Well, and night out's really expensive. It's so expensive. Like I get you can get free drinks as a girl, but it's to the point where I'm like, it's not even worth it to me for no. like a crusty ass man to well, give me a drink <laughs> and I have to talk to him <laughs> and like, I'm like, I'll just pay the $20. <laughs> like, no, literally. Yeah. Or like the next day, you you know, you have this fun night and you s- literally drop like a hundred bucks and then the next day you wake up and you feel like shit. Ugh, the that's anxiety. The, yeah. That's yeah. the worst. Okay, so we're going to wrap up with a little okay. bit of a rapid fire oh hot seat Q&A. Okay. I'm not good with rapid fire because I feel like I talk a lot, but I'm going to try and be Okay, quick. well, that's okay. So <laughs> you can, you know, I mean, there are no rules, so you can do whatever. Okay, okay. All right, first question. What is the last book you read and would you recommend it? I'm still reading it. It's called The Body Keeps Score. Love that book. You do? Okay. Yes. I'm not fully done with it. I, at, so far, I would say I would, re- would recommend it. It's a little bit more sciencey, I think, yeah. than I was expecting, but I would recommend it if you have that trauma. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree, though. It is sciencey. Yeah. I, you have to take breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is one non-negotiable part of your morning routine? I would say hydration. Like, I just have to get water in as soon as I, like, wake up, I think. What's one wellness trend that you can't get behind? I don't know if this would count, but... The clean girl aesthetic, it just doesn't work oh, for yeah. me. It doesn't work <laughs> for me. Like, those TikToks you would see that were, like, such clean girl aesthetic, I'm like, it, it just will never be me. Understandable. Like, I'm just, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know if that consi- is considered a wellness trend, but, like, that, you know, super, like, pretty morning routine, like, no, mine's messy. And I so, I think whatever you can do to get things done, whatever it looks like for you. So, for me, I can't do the super clean girl aesthetic even just like the like my hair like I can't do the slick back bun (laughs) just can't do it um what song is on repeat right now cinnamon girl by Lana Del Rey anything Lana I is like on repeat right now for me but that one specifically I just like really sing in my car (laughs) love it um who's your celebrity crush at the moment I would say Jeremy Allen White. I don't know if you know who that is. He mm-hmm. plays in The Bear, but I loved him in Shameless. He was Lip Gallagher. I have the biggest crush on him as Lip Gallagher. Um, so I would say I have a crush on Lip Gallagher as my celebrity crush, but it's Jeremy Allen White. <laughs> Love it. Okay, and then final question is the average age of my listeners, like 22 to 24. So if you could go back and tell your 22-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't drink so much stop blacking out and don't sleep with him <laughs> like do not have sex with him you don't need to have sex with him like <laughs> think about it before you want to do it <laughs> thank you so much Neely, for coming on the show today it was so great to have you thank you for having me i Absolutely. loved it <laughs> go ahead and plug yourself plug your socials where can the listeners find you okay so my instagram is at neelu fabi n-e-e-l-o-o-f-a-b-h-i my podcast is order and chaos and then my tiktok is it's my name like split up but it's at loony underscore l-o-o-n-e-e underscore (laughs) awesome and i'll have all of those linked in the show notes for you guys too yay thank you yeah such a good episode thank you